0: Hey, Chirocasters. This is Dr. Drew Rubin. I want to talk to you about my, well, I have three sponsors, uh, Preferred Chiropractic Doctor, Now You Know, and Chiro, right? Um, <clears throat> But I want to talk to you today about PCD. They've just introduced an amazing holiday gift code that we can share with patients that I think is astounding and a great way to help people at the end of the year and beginning of the new year uh, stay on course with their care. And that's what I love about the sponsors is that they're always thinking about new ways to help maximize our chiropractic practices. And now, here's the podcast. So I'm going to show you this video here, and I want you to look at it for a moment, and then let's go talk about it. So beautiful little girl, right? Beautiful little girl. But something's a little funny here. So what's, what's happening with the youngster over here? She's not crawling correctly. right, Taylor? Exactly. So is that... If I showed this to a group of parents out in uh, elementary school and I didn't say anything about is this normal, not normal, whatever, just, what would they say about this? So cute. so cute. So what adorable little girl. She is a beautiful little girl. There's no doubt about it, hands down. Beautiful little girl. But... From a neurological perspective, is there anything to be concerned about? Yes. yes. What is there to be concerned about? Normal development, uh, development is not happening. Uh, okay. <laughs> You're all right, probably. <clears throat> Just raise hands. Who wants to? Matter? Normal development is not happening. Right. Normal development is not happening. Why? No right. There's no cross crawl pattern. And is that important? Yes. yes. Is that important? Well, let me ask you this. So she, they go to a pediatrician. And the mom says, um, she's crawling on her rear end. You know, she's doing the booty scoot, you know, kind of thing. Uh, well, that kind of what they call it. Um, especially like Pampers commercials and h- Huggies and stuff. So uh, she's doing the booty scoot. Is that okay? What's the answer? No, no. She goes to a pediatrician. A pediatrician. Not me or you guys. She goes to a pediatrician and they say, she's doing the, oh yeah, she's fine, she's fine, will she walk? Will she walk? Absolutely, no doubt. Hands down, she'll definitely walk. If she's already gone from, uh, understand, we talk about this in the advanced technique class, understand that the single most important thing of the first year is to do one thing. The goal, the entire goal of the human species in the first year is to do one thing, and what is that? Well, crawling is part of it, but what's the actual, the final end goal by one year old? This, this to this. That's the whole goal of the entire brain in the first year is to do what they call verticalization. Verticalization, horizontal to vertical, done in a year. Give or take if the kids, you know, they're twins or it was a preemie or whatever, obviously there's gonna be a a delay. Of some sort a small delay based upon how many months early like one of my friends just had a baby is like three months early all right so there's gonna be a three-month delay minimum in everything this kids gonna do right so instead of a year there'll be a year and three months old right because you got to give the kid time to you know play catch-up and stuff so totally makes sense but the typical baby who's born 37 weeks to 41 weeks which is the typical baby right their whole goal is to verticalize which means you start here at birth where you are immobile essentially in a ball like this and then over time you start to open up and then you start to lift your head up and then you start to arch your back and then you start to you know kind of start moving a little bit you know like some kind of commando crawl you're on your belly and then you actually lift yourself up away from the floor and think about this lifting up away from the floor why is that so important what is so astounding about that we talked about it last week gravity, gravity very good amount of gravity, that's the key. You are defying gravity. Do you realize that going from horizontal to crawling, you're now defying gravity because your belly's in the air, right? That is a super important thing. Now this little young lady, she's defying gravity, which is good, but she's defying gravity in a way that is not what we would call normal, right? Or we would call appropriate because even though she is verticalizing, and she will verticalize at the right time, she's probably 10 months in this picture or so, um, she probably will verticalize, but she's not verticalizing in the way that we would expect because she's missing out on what? She's missing out on the cross crawl, right? And if you miss out on the cross crawl, that is huge developmental issue for what particular area, especially? Or the corpus callosum, right? The corpus callosum is not getting all the cross crawl patterns. So right now, she will probably walk at normal time, right? She'll probably walk at a year or so. But what's gonna happen, chances are, later on in her development, because you can tell she's got, like, does she look like she's gonna have uh, any kind of autistic potential problems? Any signs of autism with her? Looking at this brief video, did you see anything that, and what, what made you say that? She's smiling. She's smiling, she's looking at the camera, she's engaging, right? full eye contact, so chances are we're not really worried about some, you know, a child on the spectrum. It's possible, but that's not really what we're worried about. So they're not going to see anything for years until she's how old? Well, four, five, six years old, and why is that time suddenly they're going to start seeing something going on? Well, they start using other parts of their brain, but what what event is gonna happen like five or six years old? School. So all of a sudden, this little girl's gonna go to school and now she's gonna be having problems holding crayons. You know, she'll be holding them with a a monkey grip instead of a a pincer grip. Now, instead of reading at the level she should read, she won't be able to. Now, she'll be really super distracted and bouncing all, all over the place, right? These are the kind of things that we see, right, as the precursors. So what happens is, everything is a precursor to everything else. You know, one of the most important things that we need to learn, especially in what I would call chiropractic neurology, is that everything matters. There is nothing that doesn't matter. There's nothing that it's okay to let them skip, to let them go through haphazardly, that it's the journey that's important. So if you see a child like this, Right in your practice, and they're not a patient of yours. What do you got to do, mom? You know, or caregiver, or whoever is caring the baby. We got to see that kid. This kid's brain is disconnected. And perfect example. This happened last year. One of my patients was pregnant, and uh, it was a, she was a new patient, and I was adjusting her, and um, she brought in her two-year-old. Uh, I mean, her one-year-old, who was doing this booty uh, scoot, you know, kind of thing. And, um, and she had a two-year-old also. And um, so I said to her, does your daughter always crawl around like that? And she said, yeah. And I said, did your older daughter do that? No. What do you think of that? Well, everybody says, fine. So I never really thought about it, anything about it, really. And I said, well... It's not fine, you know? That means there's a brain disconnection in there. And we need to take a look at that because chances are there's something going on that's not really clicking for her because she should be crawling like the older daughter. If you've got a two and a half year old daughter and she crawled normally and then is walking, this is a problem because it shows brain development issues. Let's check her out. Okay, you got it. And within a short period of time of getting her adjusted, doing some exercises, she started to crawl the way she was supposed to crawl, right? Because usually there's a is there a reason why she's crawling this way, or she's just like as the mom would say lazy, is she just she's just lazy, is that what it is? No, no, it's just that she doesn't get she's missing certain things right. Remember what the last thing we talked about last week in Melilla's book we talked about poor body awareness. She's got poor body awareness. She doesn't get where her body is in space, right? That's what we have to to, to teach her. You know, yesterday, I was examining a child with ADHD. He's a five-year-old boy, super bright, gorgeous, handsome, smart kid. The kid had no idea where he was in space. No idea where he was in space. You know, you do any of the simple, clapping, I asked him to do some clapping, just simple, follow me, clap when I clap. He could not figure it out, five years old, could not keep time. With my clapping. Couldn't look me in the eye. I said, look me in the eye, I want you to look me right here. Look me in the eye, buddy, look me in the eye. And he could not. He was like, You look me for a second, look back, look me in a second, look back. And I was like, I said to the mom, I said, he does not understand where he is in space. The reason and everybody's all the teachers are saying, uh, oh, ADHD, ADHD, ADHD. This is not ADHD. This is a brain problem. Right? You might you could classify it as ADHD. Oh, look, he's he he's just runs around and he can't sit still. He can't sit. Imagine if your eyes were doing this all the time. Right? Would you say, what, do I have ADHD? No, it's my eyes. Right, my eyes, I'm not focusing, if, if he can't focus. There's not, he can't stay on task for a second unless it's what? A phone, right? A phone, yeah man, he can look at that phone, you know, and he can play a game and he can sit there for a bit more, more time, right? Because the phone is giving him what? Stimulation. What kind of stimulation specifically? Dopamine. Right? Remember we talked about last week. Dopamine. He's, this kid's a little dopamine junkie. He wants more, more dopamine, right? So he's a, he is dopamine seeking. That's why he's constantly moving because he's got to get more dopamine. He wants more dopamine in his system, right? And there's a big difference. <clears throat> there's a huge difference between dopamine and serotonin, right? Dopamine is the pleasure hormone, right? The pleasure neurotransmitter. So what dopamine does is, is like you get a taste of dopamine and what do you want after that? More. It's more dopamine, right? But serotonin is more the contentment neurotransmitter. So it's more long-term, right? You get, you get satisfied longer when you have serotonin versus dopamine, right? But kids like this, they get stuck in this little serotonin thing and they can't figure themselves out. And I'm reading a book now called The Hacking of the American Mind. I highly recommend it by Robert Lustig. He was a neuroscientist and medical doctor who wrote Fat Chance a number of years ago. Um, Hacking of the American Mind. And this is what he's talking about. Like the American mind, we're just destroying people's minds by having them go hooked on dopamine so much so that they can't stop, they can't stop, they can't stop. And this is what drives addiction right? Dopamine drives all addictions, whether it is cell phone addictions or it's, you know, drug addictions or alcohol addictions or cigarette addictions or whatever kind of addiction, gambling, whatever it is, you know, is is a dopamine rush because dopamine can't be satisfied where serotonin is satisfied right? So it's a very different thought process. So when you look at this little girl here and you say, oh she's a beautiful little girl and she's happy and everything's good and she's she's on her way to being, you know, to standing and walking and stuff, isn't that adorable? She's probably saying a few words at this point, which is great, but they're forgetting that the journey right now is leading her to issues with her brain that is creating a disconnection and that disconnection later on is going to cause more problems. That won't surface until she's in school. And then she's in school and the teacher says she doesn't sit still. She doesn't shut up. She can't focus. And they're like, where did that come from? Right? Because that's the question to be asked. Where did that come from? How did it happen to my beautiful little girl? How did it happen? Is something happened back then and they blew it off. Right? And that's why I teach these classes with such vehemence. Because I don't want you guys to have these kids in front of you and blow it off either, you know. So if you present this stuff to them and they don't, they're not interested in following through. You just did. You at least you did your job, right? You gave them something to think about. If they don't want to pursue it, you know that's okay. It's, that's their life, right? They do whatever they want. But when I see something like this, I'm like, oh my god! Like we have to talk about this, you know. And we have women bringing in her in her child with autism tomorrow and she's like, the girl's 9 years old and she doesn't talk and she toe walks and all this kind of stuff and I already know what I'm going to find. I already know, I, you don't have to tell me a thing, I, I already know what's going to happen. How was your pregnancy? It was awful. How was the birth? Oh God, it was the worst ever, maybe even a C-section. How was the first year? She didn't lash well, she didn't nurse well, she had ear infections all the time, she was sick all the time, she had less eye contact by six months old, she was already having abnormal behaviors by year old. I just, it's just the way it's gonna be, I, just, I already know it. I already know it. I'm, I'm gonna test the print reflexes and they're all gonna be positive. It's just I already know it. I don't have to think about it, right? It's, just, it's a given because this is what I see over and over and over again. And what we do is, is we f- look at their brains and we can help turn their brains around. Right? That's my whole goal. And she's talking to me on the phone today and she said, well, you're going to align her? How is alignment going to help? And I said, I said, alignment is just one little piece of what we do. I said, what I'm really going to do is we're going to get her brain working again. Because her brain isn't working. If you're nine years old and you're not talking, is that right? No. How many years off are you? Like eight? So that's, that's not right. We got we to gotta wake up that brain, right? She's hardly eating solid foods. Is that right for a nine-year-old? No, right? That's pretty far off, right? She should have started that six-month-old year old that time, right? So that's a huge imbalance. So the, understand that the more the brain is imbalanced, the more problem they're going to have, right? And the more severe the imbalance is at a younger age, then the more problem they'll have later on. Unless one thing occurs that I could see, and that's some kind of huge intervention, right? And to me, chiropractic is like just this massively beautiful, huge intervention. Because we get to look at this and say, I'm I'm not really just concerned about her right now. I'm concerned about her six years from now. And we have to put that into people's heads, right? Well, I'm not adjusting her so she can crawl better. That's not the point. I'm adjusting her now and giving her exercises now to make sure that her brain works better so when she goes into school, she's as healthy as she can be. She can reach her fullest potential. Because if not, you're, you're just putting it at her at jeopardy. You're just playing dice, right? And that's the last thing I want. Yeah? How do you-